Well, we're in a series, we started last Sunday, we started a series called Made for Mondays. We talk about the idea that a lot of people, they, they don't do Mondays very well. You know, most of us don't know how to Monday well. You know, we, we wake up tired, we wake up late, you know, we, we, we're, we're unhappy, no one, no one smiles until lunchtime, you know, because food is right around the corner. And uh, Mondays are tough. And, and the idea is this, that, you know, work is tough. Work is not easy. And, uh, but we talked last week that the idea is that work, at the end of the day, is a gift from God. That God ordained work. That is a blessing for us. In fact, we, we see multiple times in Scripture, um, the translation of work has also been translated the word worship. You see, God designed work, you know, for us as a way to worship him. And that work and worship are not separate ideas. And that we are to worship God with our hands. It's a gift. It's God's plan for us. And so we're not to, uh, oftentimes we say, you know, I work for my weekends. I, I hope we flip the script in this series. I hope we say, you know, God designed me for Mondays. God designed the weekends to rest up so that I could do what God has created me to be and created me to do in, the, in, in the, my work environment, wherever that might be. And so last week we kind of talked about that first point. And I'm not going to uh, go much further than that, but if you missed it last Sunday, go online and you can catch up and just watch that first point, that first series. But we're going to continue on to the second point. And the second point to this message is this. We've got to understand the curse. We've got to understand the curse. Now we say that work, right? We're saying that work is a, is a gift. It's a blessing. And, and it's how God designed work to be. But I want to answer the million-dollar question. And the million-dollar question is this. It says, Scott, if I was made for Mondays, if I was made for Mondays, if work is a gift from God, then why doesn't it feel like a gift? Why? In other words, if, 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 you, if you look at the screen, you know, why does there always seem to be a, a gap between God's design for work and my current reality. Why is there a gap? You know, when I, when I think about God's design for work, I think about these words. I think about the word fulfilling. It's joyful. Life-giving. A sense of purpose, Right? And on the flip side of the coin, this is our reality. Our reality, no matter, listen, no matter if you love the job or not, you might love your job. At the same time, there are moments that it's hard. There are moments that it's frustrating. There are moments that it is exhausting. You see, if God designed it to be good, if God designed work to be a gift, now, why does 
gap between the frustration and the, and the hard work and the fulfillment and joyful life given. Why the gap? It has everything to do with Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Remember, God created in Genesis chapter 1. Verse 1. In the beginning, God created. God went to work. We were made in the image and likeness of God. God breathed life into Adam. In chapter, in chapter 2, we see Adam. God put him to work to take care of the garden. And up to this point, everything is going great. It's amazing. It's good. But then, Genesis chapter 3 happens. And sin enters our world. And for the very first time, sin happens. Adam and Eve disobeyed God and took the fruit, ate of it, and sin came into the world. And, and, and sin always has consequences. Always. And I've said it before, you, you, you can choose your sin, but you can't choose your consequences. And, and, and every single time that you live your life outside of God's plan, out of God's will, there's always consequences that come into your life. Now, what are the consequences from Adam and Eve's disobedience? There's several here. We're not going to take the time to look at them all. But I, I want to notice one of them. And notice what God said to Adam in Genesis chapter 3, verse 17. He said, Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you. Thorns and thistles. Those are things that poke. That, those are things that irritate. Things that are, those are things that are annoying. Now watch this. Listen. Work, according to the first, and this is how we need to understand the curse. Work was never, ever the curse. The ground was. Work was never cursed. God said that the environment and the process of work is going to be tough. It's going to be hard. They're going to have, your work going to have thorns and thistles. Let me, let me ask you this. Do you have anybody else at your workplace Anybody else at your workplace, does anybody at your workplace have thorns and thistles that work around you? They poke. They irritate. Right? They, 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 they annoy, they frustrate you. Anybody, does anybody have a guy like this that work with you? Yeah, do you have a Dwight? <laughs> do you have a Dwight, you know, you know, that just annoys you, that frustrates you? 
Hey, hey, maybe you're Dwight. <laughs> said, oh, man. I said, hey, listen, there are times uh, I probably am a Dwight. He said, I'm a pastor Scott. Oh, okay. You know, I got my Jesus smile on Sunday. She'll see me on Monday sometimes, right? Every now and then, oh, man, because the flesh is weak. Right? And we all, we all bring it sometimes. We all have this. And by the way, remember, this series is not for those who are working in the marketplace. If you work at home, if you're a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad, this message, listen, this is for you. There's thorns and thistles at home. You know, if, if you're retired, you know, and man, you thought retirement meant you, you were done working. That's when the hundred to-do list showed up. <laughs> and it's a mile long. Right? And, 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 and of course, the, the kids, and, and, and they, they said, Dad, I, I need your, Mom, I need your help. Can you come over here? And, and, and you know, you have purpose. You, you still want to do stuff. You know, because we're made, listen, we're made to work. We're made to work. But thorns and thistles that happen to all of us, the curse of uh, the, 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 the pain and, and the exhaustion happens. That, that's part of the curve, the hard work. I've heard people say this, and I know you've heard this too, and, and, and in, some, in some ways it's a, it's a good statement. I, I don't want to give this statement a bad rap. But I want you to think about it a little bit differently. And, and here's the statement. You know, find what you love, and you won't work another day in your life. And that sounds really great. And, uh, and it sounds very impactful, but I believe there's some untruth to this. And let me explain that. Because we're told that every single work environment, no matter how much you love it, it's going to be hard at times. And sometimes it's actually work. Studies have shown that even the very best jobs, you know, the, the people that love their job, Studies have shown that when you, when you break this down, about 50, maybe 70% of the job that you're at, you love to do, you love it. But that means about 30 to 40% of your job that you don't love to do, but it gotta get done, it's work. You know, so 50 to 70% of the jobs that, that's out there, you love, and about 30, 40%, yeah. I mean, that's true of my life. I mean, what, what I'm doing right now, I love it. I mean, it brings me life, uh, I, the vitality and what I'm doing. I love standing up here and, and preaching the word of God and teaching you and inspiring you and challenging you. I love that. But there are things in my job as a pastor, there are some things that, yeah, there's just some things I don't like doing. It might be paperwork. It might be, you know, it might be, this thing or that thing, but there are things, yeah, but it's got to get done. There's no such thing as a, as a perfect, perfect job where you just love everything because the gap is always there. The gap between God's design and our current reality. And I think about these two people. They're, they're, they have worked together for over 41 years. The Wheel of Fortune. Pat Sajak, 
Pat and Banner, right? Banner White and Pat Dejad. I mean, these two guys have worked together for 41 years. They're about to retire. They're, no, they're, they're in the interview line, and, and, uh, and everyone is just kind of like, okay, this is incredible. And it is incredible. I mean, to see two people, to be able to work together for over 40 years on national television. And, and, and I think about their jobs. I think about Vanna White. I, I, I think she loves her job, right? I'm pretty sure she does. You know, you know what her whole job is? Yeah, I mean, let me demonstrate for you because I'm really good at this. All right, I'm going to start over here. All right, I'm going to, you know, they say a letter. I walk over here, and I'm, I'm going to try to do it in a masculine way, please, all right? I'm going to walk over here, you know, and I'm going to, hey, remember when she had to actually turn the letter? She actually, she actually had a purpose, okay? <laughs> Someone had to turn the letter. Because now, everything's digital, all right? And I, still, and I always wondered when that happened, I said, they don't need Vanna no more. But Vanna still does Vanna, you know? She walks over there, and then she just kind of touched the screen, it, you know, and it happens, and she walks over here. And then you know what else she does? Clap. You know, she works 48 days a year to complete this entire year worth of Wheel of Fortune shows. 48, make $4 million a year. Not a bad job. And if you were to ask her, I don't know if it's a true, but if I were to ask Banner White, the Banner, I know you probably love your job, but what is it that you don't like to do? You realize that he claps over 700, 800 times an episode? She claps no matter how terrible the contestant is. She probably thinks, oh, that was awful. Boy, you stupid. <laughs> even, hey, listen, even the best jobs out there, this is just the things that are a reality. It's hard, frustrating, exhausting. Which means we have to accept this idea that there's always going to be a, a, be a gap that there's going to be a gap between God's design and, God and our reality. And I think that that alone is a groundbreaking thought for some of you. Because of the fall, because of sin, on this side of heaven, you will never, ever, ever be in a work position where there's not something wrong with your work, ever. And that, and that should give some of us an understanding. It, it doesn't make it any easier, right? But it just means that you have to accept the reality. There's always going to be a gap between God's design and our reality. So that leads me to our third point. What are we supposed to do with the gap? And that is this. We've got to change your mindset. It's about a mindset change of how you see the gap. And I want to suggest three attitude changes that I believe will completely transform your work and your Monday every single time you step into work. 
Every time. By the way, you know, if you're a high school student, elementary student, junior high and college student, you got something called homework. Same principle. Same principle. You know, there's a, the project that you're supposed to do and not your parents. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's hard. It can be frustrating. And it can be exhausting. Let's, let's talk about that gap. Let's talk about how to change the mindset. Number one, it's the first attitude. It's the first mindset. The grass isn't always greener on the other side. You've heard it before. You said, yeah, I've heard that all my life, Scott. You know, the grass isn't greener on the other side. But the same is true, the same is true of this statement, that the grass is greener on the side to get the most water and the most fertilizer. And your water and your fertilizer, listen, that's your attitude. That's how you change the side that you're on. You can water it and fertilize it with the attitude that you bring. If you're, listen, if you're always thinking, you know, if I could just get that promotion, if I made a little bit more money, if I could work in that department, if I could switch jobs, if I could just have my dream job, then everything would be perfect. Wrong. It won't. There's always going to be, no matter where you go, a gap. There's going to be a gap. And until you accept that, you're going to be that person that hops from job to job to job, waiting and seeking and looking for the perfect job that does not exist in this world. There's a gap in every single job. Now, now to be fair, now to be fair, some of you here today, your job and the environment that you're in is so toxic that you really do need to think about leaving and you need to think about making a bold move and make that transition. Which leads me to our second mindset. And the second mindset that we need to address is this. You either change your attitude or you change your job. Change your attitude or change your job. And so, well, Scott, how do I know which one to do? It takes a lot of discernment. It takes a lot of prayer. It takes input, hearing input from people that, that love you, that, that you have in your life. But here's what I would challenge you to do. If you're thinking about making a switch, if you think about the role that you're in right now, whatever work position you're at, and you're thinking about switching to another company, ask yourself this question. What's the likelihood that I'm going to experience some of the same frustration somewhere else? And you know what I think? I think 90% of the time, you're going to experience the same thing somewhere else to some degree. Might not see it right away. Give it three or four months. And all of a sudden, what happens? Thorns and thistles. They start showing up. You, start, you, you meet the company Dwight. <laughs> you know, 
you, you, you start to see it's hard. It's exhausting. And it's frustrating. 90% of the time, you're going to experience the same thing somewhere else. Now, 10% of the time, perhaps it might be time for you to take a bold move and get out of there because it's, it's toxic. It's not where God wants you to be. You're unhealthy. But if 90% of the time, you're going to experience the same thing, then what you need to do is have a massive attitude change on your part, and you, you control that. You do. You control the attitude and effort that you put in every single day at your work, no matter where you work, no matter what you do, no matter how mundane your job is. You control your attitude. The Bible says this in Philippians chapter 2, in verse 14. It said, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. You know what I believe? I believe that Christians should have the best attitude the best work ethic of anyone, anyone at your work. And you've got to regularly ask yourself, hey, do I have an attitude that's pleasing to God? And oftentimes we just have this terrible, terrible negative attitude. And then what negative attitude do? We find the other negative attitudes and we build up. We feed off each other negativity. We have negative attitudes. You might have to change the, the water cooler that you drink water from. Find a new set of water coolers so you can be around, get away from negative people. Don't bring, don't bring the negative. Change your attitude. Sadly, something else I want to think about here, what many people feel at their job, they feel like they're not significant for God. They don't feel like that God is able to work in them, through them, at their job. In fact, they think, it's not, my job is not spiritual enough. My job is too mundane. My job is too meaningless. No purpose. I answer phones all day. I'm on the computer all day doing nothing. I mean, how can God use me in this workplace? I'm not leading anybody. I, I don't have a ton of influence. You know, God can't use me. And I'm going to speak some truth into somebody's life here this morning. And here's the third mindset that we need to have. God working through you doesn't depend on what job you're at. Wherever you're at, God working through you doesn't depend on where you're at. I want you to think about the heroes of our faith. Many of them did not work in a church or a nonprofit. Let me give you a few examples. Isaac, he developed real estate. Jacob was a rancher. Joseph was a government official. 
Moses spent 40 years as a shepherd, actor. Oh, she won a beauty contest. And then got into government official, you know, became working the government. Mary, the mother of Jesus, stay-at-home mom. Paul, great apostle, right? Wrote most of the New Testament, a tent maker. And Jesus, he spent 85% of his life as a carpenter. See, my friend? God can use you exactly where you're at. Now, what I think this world needs more than anything, it's not more people that feel like they've got to quit their job and become full-time pastors. Although, I love it when God calls someone to do that. But I think what this world needs, hear me out, what this world needs more than anything else is that people that would view their job as an opportunity to be a missionary or to be a pastor in their workforce, to be the, the salt and light in their marketplace, and that every day you would step up and say, no, my job today is to minister to my people in the best I can, in the best way I know how, and to be a pastor, to be a missionary in the workforce, and to be a light for the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, that, that, that's how the world's going to change. Now you come to church, but the lost people, they're still out there. It's time for the church to be the church in the marketplace. You want to change the world? You get out in the workforce, and you see your job as the way God sees your job, and you see your job as a mission field, as a platform to, to share the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus where you can, and you also live it out. You live it out in the way that you work. You work hard. You live it out in the way that you speak in the way that you talk, in the way that you live. And when people see you, they see you a thousand a night, firmly holding the word of life. That's how we're made to be. We're made for Mondays. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10, Bible says, whatever your hand finds to do, you, you do it with all your might, with all your strength. It's your passion. Can you imagine, could you imagine what would happen in our community alone if Lake Point, if the people of Lake Point, we wake up on Monday with an attitude, a changing attitude about work, and we say, God, you made me for Monday. And it's a gift. And I get to worship you with the way that I work. And I'm going to change my worldview. I'm going to change my mindset my attitude every single time I walk into the workplace, every time I walk into, you know, if you're stay at home, every time I walk in home, every time I'm retired, I go and help someone in need. If I'm a student, every time I step into the classroom, God help me not to just resign to the fact that, oh, it's cursed. God help me to live with that reality, but to drive forth with a different mindset with a heart change. And you know what will happen? Can I tell you what happened overnight? Your life, if you start to change your mindset about work, your life will change. 
You're not living just for the weekend no more. You're living for the people at work on Monday. You're living for God on Tuesday. You're living for God on Wednesday. And your life would change. The people at your workplace would change. Your work environment can change. You know what else would change? Your marriage would take a boost. Why? Because you have allowed the stress of work not to get to you. And you're able to get home and a healthy version of you. Your kids will love you. Instead of your kids saying, I don't know how mom and dad are going to be when they get home. You know, they're going to be on edge. Did they have a bad day? Are they going to be wearing it in their sleeves? But no, if you change your mindset about work, your kids won't have to worry about what mom and dad, what they're going to get every day, but they're going to come home and they'll get to embrace you and they love you because you see work the way God sees work. The way God sees work. What's it going to take for you to get there? Well, I, have, I gave you three suggestions. I'm going to I challenge you as a takeaway. I'm going to challenge you to pick one and to work on it this week. Maybe you need to realize the grass is not greener on the other side, that I need to water my own yard. I need to fertilize and water where I'm at and watch God use that to grow me where I'm at and to grow the people around me. Or maybe you should say, you know, I need to change my attitude, and if I can't change my attitude, I need to change my job. And if you need to change your job, be bold about it. But most of us, I'm saying 90% of us, most likely just need to change your attitude. Or for those of you who, who don't think you can make a difference at your work because it just seems so meaningless, no purpose, you feel that, you need to understand that God is working through you has zero to do with what job that you're working at. My friend, you were made for Mondays. I was made for Mondays. I'm telling you, if we can just embrace this, God can change the way that you work, not just on Mondays, but all week long. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you that we can worship in our work, in the way that we live. God, I pray that you help us to see that work is a gift. Help us understand that there's always going to be that gap, that curse. It's not always going to be easy. Sometimes it's going to be tough. Some days are better than others. God, help us to change our mindset. Help us to open our eyes. And maybe for some of us today, we've never seen ourselves as missionaries, pastors in the place that you have us. Whether we're on a computer all day, or working on cars all day, or whether we're in sales, whatever that might be, God, whether we're a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad, whatever that is, God, help us to see that that's our mission field and help us to live and work like it all matters to you, to make a difference, to be a light in the sky holding the Word of God. And so, God, we ask for your blessings in all of our lives as we go to work, because we're made for Mondays. 
and feast at night. Amen.